first ever listener edition of the Last Men Standing podcast, the unofficial podcast of the CBS All Access series, The Stand. I'm Nick. I'm Matt. And I'm Corey. And we are the broadcasters. So today we're going to be taking a look at all the listener questions we received for episode five. Matt, did you rewatch episode five in preparation for this? What? Yeah, definitely not. You guys, I am contractually <laughs> obligated to watch this show twice. That is the maximum amount I will be watching the show going forward. Corey, did you? Are you lucky I watched it the one time for the show? <laughs> no, fuck. No, no. Wait, why am I watching it twice if you're only watching I it watch once? It twice. No, okay. I watched it. I watched it. All right, all right. I watched it twice. <laughs> I watched it one uh, and a half times. Yeah, actually, the the second is a little bit more of a jump. Actually, I don't know if I zone out more the first time I watched it or the second time I watched it. To be honest with you, the first time I think I'm just mad. The second time it's like I have to take notes and really pay attention to how bad it is. Uh, let's jump in though. We have so many questions. Well, we have like ten questions. If we get to all of them, great. If we don't, uh, I blame Corey. So. First, this is the first point we want to make for our listeners. We uh, we had a poll <laughs> asking about the depiction of Vegas. There were 39 responses. I only gave it like a day. 90% of listeners said that the book was better. 10% said the show was better. Uh, I want to know who the 10% are. Or if they didn't read the book and just said it has to be better than what was produced. Trolls. Uh, Trolling. Yeah, or they didn't read the book. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. I, I disagree. I agree to just disagree on that because I hated this depiction of Vegas <laughs> thoroughly and completely. Now, I think it's important that we started with this poll because as much as we hate it, uh, listener Joy, aptly named with this question, pulls us back down and asks us, what is something that you are fully enjoying about the series, be it scenes, costumes, casting choices, music, anything. So Joy is asking us to be nice. And I think we should be nice, even if for it's one minute of time. Matt, can you be nice for one thing that you liked about this show so far? I, I could be nice. Actually, I'll be nice for two things. One thing, I mean, it's a thing that hasn't happened yet, but it's apparently they changed the ending. And I'm like super excited about that. Okay. Like, hmm. I didn't love the ending in the book. So I'm, I'm really intrigued. Like it's, it's intriguing me. I got to know what happens at the end. I got to know what King changed to try to, you know, fix the story, this forty-year-old story. Um, again, that hasn't happened yet. So I feel like you're setting really yourself count. up for failure there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I, look, it's keeping me going. So don't, 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 you know, don't put me down. It's keeping me going. Uh, but, but, but for for real, um, I think some of the changes to Harold have actually been pretty interesting. Okay. Uh, we like kind of killed like the early like why are they choosing to start the show with Harold, and like for that whole first episode, we kind of killed it, but. You know, I, I kind of think he's been a pretty compelling character. I wish they would have done, you know, teased out some of the things with his plotline a little bit more from the stuff from the book. But, like, mm. I, I kind of like, I think the actress, like, not that bad. Like, I never yeah. heard of the guy. Oh, and T? Yeah, he's not yeah. bad. And uh, I just, I, I, I'm i I'm interested in what's going forward with him. And I, I kind of liked already a lot of what they put on screen. So that, that's my thing. Harold. Okay. okay. Corey, what about you? Uh, well, one, I like this question so much that I, I want to propose that we, we, we do this, all right, episode by episode. We got to hunt for one good Ooh. thing in that episode. What you're making this out to be then is like when your parents say like, look, what, give me one nice thing before you say some bad thing. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Time. We used to, we used to have this thing while well, we, uh, it was called hunting the good stuff. All right. And me and my friends would just sit around and we would do this shit. That's pretty great. Cor. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> That's what we would do, right? To try, you try to lighten it. You hunt, you hunt for the one or two good things. It got us through some rough times uh, in the past. And uh, I, 
I think that for this show so far, and again, I mean, I had smart ass answers like the like the title card ready to go. But, <laughs> but but hold on, the title card is nice. The title card, the title card is it good. It is nice. Right? Don't like, tell me you picked the title card. Okay, I didn't know. I'm not gonna pick the title card because okay. that's a total cop out. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll say like one. I really did enjoy the special guest appearances. Uh, even though like some of them were again didn't show through on the screen. Like you still had J.K. Simmons. It's uh, you it's still had cat. You know. Um. So, Cranston. Uh, yeah, Cranston's in there again, as, as just as a voice. Um, but Heather Graham in there was good. Greg Kinnear has been like a real, uh, a real buoy to my soul throughout this. So, um, I think the celebrity casting, like the the guest appearance, uh, and I mean even casting as a whole, I, I've only got real issues with, uh, with kind of two characters that I just I just fundamentally don't like. Again, we're hunting the good stuff here. We're getting too far in the weeds. We're hunting the good stuff. We're hunting the good stuff, and it's and it's largely casting, and that's a pretty sweet title card. I mean, Corey, you kind of brought up mine already, but it's just Greg Kinnear stuff, right? Just bring back Glenn and Stu. Do an entire show about the two of them just hanging out with Kojak. I don't care about anything else. Just put me there. Give me a scene where Kinnear possibly goes to a weed dispensary and is just very happy at seeing all of the leftover marijuana in Colorado. His whole journey, his whole arc could have been getting to like his moment where he gets to kick in both doors or pull them both open. They could be push or pull. It depends. Um, that's what I want. That's what I wanted. Okay, I can't but if believe, I'm gonna, I can't believe Corey converted you to Kinnear. Yeah, no, stop, Corey, Corey's stop, been, been worshiping the church of Kinnear. I've been the yeah, who's that that's guy. Right. And now, Nick, you completely flipped. You're all mm-hmm. about Kinnear, and I'm just still like, look, he's fine. I like that I, guy. I, but I'm like, a, I'm, I showed up to the altar. You're damn right I did, okay? Bullshit. When you give me a TV bullshit. show. All up on these Kinnears. Yeah, when you give me a TV show where I hate everyone except for Kinnear, I'm now bought in on Kinnear. So that's it. That's 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 it. I did have one more scene that I genuinely enjoyed for kind of ironic purposes, though. Uh, Joe charging down the street at Larry with a knife. It was just <laughs> incredible television great it was way too quick of a cut to have that happen way too quick it came out of nowhere but i kind of enjoyed it so i'm fine with it there you go i mean hey it's not every day you get a five-year-old to stab an adult right (laughs) celebrate it okay we got another question here from joy all right so joy's just out here killing it today what other crews do you think that there are in vegas besides like the gladiator crew and the slave crew (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what other crews are I, this genuinely made me laugh uh so uh oh cory do you want to start with this one what, what are some crews you're seeing there who else is working in uh flags vegas uh there's going to be a condom cleanup crew for sure oh my god right i mean just guys i i gotta imagine they're wearing like uh like just garbage bags like for shirts and pants they're and just not going around, using like, condoms you're giving them way too much credit this is the end of the world man there is nothing i've seen the people that populate this vegas and i guarantee <laughs> you there's somebody else there who's like no i'm not going out with gonorrhea no this is the apocalypse okay. not risking it so right. I, th- I think i think you get you know more more self-preservation than anything else right <laughs> that seems to be the vegas spirit so the medical the medical crew came around and said, "You guys need to wear rubbers because we don't have enough of us, and if you don't do this, we're gonna die of venereal diseases." 
please do so. I mean, you guys have heard of the villages, right, in Florida, right? That giant retirement community <laughs> that is annually ravaged yes. by venereal disease. So I have to imagine that Flag, maybe not Lloyd, maybe Lloyd Henry doesn't isn't savvy enough to put this one on because again, I still don't know what that dumbass has done to get that number two spot in this in this show. Um, no. But yeah, yeah, I think uh, a condom crew. That is my contribution to to the society. All right, so, so Matt, what are your crews? What do you got? Okay, I got one crew. It's like the most important crew I can think of. Like, I, I got to spend two days, two nights in Vegas. Um, Vegas has a killer brunch scene. Killer <laughs> brunch scene, okay? Because, I mean, think about Vegas. Everybody's up to like three, four in the morning. Yeah. You know, drinking, you know, doing other things. They wake up, they're hungover. It's, it's time for brunch. Get me to brunch. Okay, so what, what brunch? Are we talking like local diner, like breakfast food, or like high-scale brunch? Are there avocados involved in this brunch? That's the best part about Vegas is they have every they have everything. They got okay. your your dirt, like greasy hash browns hmm. and like scrapple. I mean, you guys know about scrapple from Philly. They don't like, have scrapple in Vegas. They, they got they got a scrapple guy. Look, they got everything. Okay, and then they got Actually, the high they probably are the eating all parts toast. of the pig now. Yeah, of course. So they, they got everything. My point okay. is, the flag's got to get his crew to get it, get a brunch crew going, get them on board, get the things up and running. The orgy crew needs something to, to look forward to the next day. Good luck, good luck. The milk consumption alone will make flag eradicate half of the population <laughs> in Vegas. All right, there's no way this is you're getting away with this. They they have drugs laying out everywhere. You're gonna wind up with cocaine pancakes. No, this is a sh- no. This is a bad crew. The bad idea, bad crew. Uh, all right, here's my crew. Uh, pest control crew. Uh, <laughs> in my research on like, I looked up like problems in Vegas and apparently someone in like the local paper wrote about how when COVID hit, like when people just kind of went inside, uh, the rats kind of came back. So, uh, I, you need like, you need Charlie Kelly from it's always sunny with just like, uh, just people with like mallets going out and taking care of the rat problem. Cause rat apparently sticks. it's You're like just handing out rat sticks. That's a whole rat, rat stick. Crew. Yes. Okay. It's not a fun. Crew. Where are the cats? The cats have one job. Their one job only is to, is to keep us rat free. Are there no cats? Um, they told you. They told you the cats, cats and dogs got affected <sighs> by by the uh, the captain trips. So I actually nice. applaud you for this one, Nick. There's some rats near, in the park near my house that are like approaching dog size. And oh, no. over what? the summertime, when they uh, when they close this down, I'm, no, I mean there's a real Lord of the Flies situation out there with the squirrels and everything. <laughs> like there's some street fights with fucking rats in there at nighttime. You guys think I'm kidding about this? Like this is not a bit for the show. All right, this is re- this is a real fucking thing that has happened. When they closed those restaurants down, there were no dumpsters for these things to pick through. So uh, oh, it's horrifying. This is uh, the legitimately good suggestion. You hear like a you could yell in the middle of the night. You like peek through your blinds and you just see like rats going. Yeah, I'm out. Yes. Rats freak me out. No, it's not cool. Well, thank you, Joy, for giving us two fantastic questions. We'll think of other crews here that they have. Uh, maybe some later episodes. Um, so let's jump into our next one. This is from uh, Stephen King. Might recommend on Twitter. Uh, why isn't there more Kojak? So he's feeling this too. Uh, is there more Kojak like in the book? Like he's not like an actual character, right? He's just kind of like with Kinnear. He gets his own chapter. It's amazing. He gets his own chapter. Oh yeah, there's a Kojak chapter. Now look, we might see more of Kojak going forward. So I don't, I don't want to step on too much going forward. But yeah, before this, like you have to realize that like when Glenn and Stu and the crew decide to like you know hightail it all the way out to Boulder, uh, you know Kojak didn't have a seat on the motorcycle. They left him behind. Okay, so what? 
Yeah, no, they had to leave Kojak, which seems ridiculous, but whatever. They, they left. They left the dog. Something you should never do. You mean had to? They couldn't find a car. They're they're on mopeds. Every character, every character uses a moped or a motorcycle in the stand because of the amount of and and this is serious. Look, they they even do like a throwaway a throwaway line about it. It's like Harold's plan because of how clogged up the highways are with bodies and with uh um with wrecked cars and uh flip tractor trailers and all that kind of stuff there's like uh, multiple sentences about the merits of this is travel yeah so i guess they didn't have any like cartoon sidecars for kojak to sit in with like his little doggy helmet no it just didn't exist overturned tractor trailers stop people are literally dying from captain trips and just throwing the wheel like that's how they're going out do you know what atlanta looked like after like they get like a half an inch of snow remember it was like an apocalypse Yes, snow makes no, sense. Fine. People are fleeing the cities, that, you know, to that try ca- to get away no, from that. That causes the a, 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 a truck to jackknife. What doesn't cause it is someone slowly dying and then just hucking the wheel. Regardless, the they left Kojak. So Kojak is like in the middle, like he's in the Midwest <laughs> and, and they're on mopeds and they get out to Boulder. Kojak then gets his chapter. What does he do? He's like, he was basically Baxter from Anchorman, where he like. He's going to get back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he kind of just heard like the, the call of Glenn, like like the conch shell or whatever. And he's like, I got to get I got to get to my guy. He travels 500 miles. I, 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 maybe he's having Mother Abigail dreams. He travels 500 miles. It's like it's basically like a scene of like Homeward Bound, Anchorman. It's he gets all the way there. Along the way, he fights off four fucking wolves sent by Flag. <gasps> yeah. So the, he's literally like he's walking past a cornfield. They come running out. He he's an Irish setter kills three wolves and the other one like hightails it out of the way because it's just like can't deal with it anymore. Eventually, he limps in all on like one leg. His stomach's half ripped open. He gets there, just starts wagging his tail, and he's like, "Oh, look, it's our dog back." Coach, like, I mean, a little more than that, right? Like, you're like, "Oh, cool, the wow. dog's here." It's like he literally had to rip through a fucking pack of wolves. But no, Kojak's the man. That chapter was filled by uh, or fueled by a cocaine brunch, hundred percent. Yeah, he had the, he had the cocaine waffles on that one. So did did he just write Kojak as like full Cujo for like one chapter? We'll just give him just the Cujo anger and rage and just fight through fucking everything. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, but I mean, like, but like you know, a good Cujo. I want that in the show. If next episode is a cold open with like Kojak fighting off maybe that wolf that was with uh, with Mother Abigail, then I'm in. I could fuck with a whole episode deviation just dedicated <laughs> to Kojak, right? Just do right. like that 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 specialty one aside episode. Like this is it. We need a tenth episode, and we need a Kojak centric. Look, if I learned anything from like the production crew of Game of Thrones, it is completely impossible to depict wolves on television. It's impossible. Correct. No budget could possibly. No budget. Dragons, nope. maybe putting a wolf on TV, impossible. Nope. So nope. I guess we're not gonna get that Kojak scene. This is from Harrison. Okay. Uh, at the end of the episode, uh, Mother Abigail decides to leave. How did she get out of the house without people noticing her? Uh, she doesn't seem to be the most agile or sneakiest of the bunch. Granted, if she was this successful, maybe she should have gone to Vegas to spy. Thoughts? <laughs> she escaped through a plot hole in the floor. That's my theory. Yeah. Didn't they find her at, like, they found her at, like, an old folks' home. Yeah. yeah like, almost unable to move. Yeah, she 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 could like barely move. She just decided to take the rotting corpses like in the chairs and just like throw a blanket on them. Like, there's no way that woman's escaping anything. Like, no, we've seen place... her move room to room in this show. No, no, I don't know. Oh, she, you're right. She appears in different rooms. Do we actually see her travel to different? I've rooms? seen her shuffle. Okay, I've seen her shuffle. shuffles. <laughs> she goes shuffle right out of town. Yeah, uh-huh, yep. this, this this lady shuffling. It was the Skies. middle of the day. 
There, she boom, went. nailed it. That's why we're in Colorado. Boom, Colorado. Uh, so she just shuffles out of there, slunked out of there like Nadine after she gets rejected by Larry. <laughs> Maybe we'll All get a flashback sad. episode uh, next one. We'll, we'll get some flashbacks. It's told out of time. It's just her shuffling. Cujo away. pulled her out. Not Cujo, fuck. Cujo <laughs> pulled her out. Next question. <laughs> uh, all right, next question. Uh, this is from The Hamper Man. Uh, hey, guys, love the show. Question for Matt and Corey specifically. Uh, how does the book deal with slash grapple with the God question? Are people more devout and bolder now, or is it like not a focus of the book? And should it be? This is like actually like a really good question. I know. Um, I, <laughs> not that the other ones are bad, but this is like a no, well, no, it's, it's intense. Like a, yeah, it's like a deep thought provoking question because you would think that like, okay, all right, the world ended from like natural human causes, right? Like they, it was a weaponized, you know, flu that killed everybody. But then everyone starts getting prophetic dreams, okay? Hmm. Now, like, that's one thing, I guess, to get a prophetic dream, you know, or to, you know, basically a calling from Mother Abigail. But, like, she's super religious saying, like, all of this is coming directly from God. It has to completely change it. It kind of doesn't in the book. Like, people are, are, are grateful that, you know, that they saved her. They're terrified of flag. But it's more of, like, they're so shocked from the deaths. And they're, they're just hmm. so happy to kind of be safe in Boulder. And they don't want to talk at all about flag. That's, like, the big thing. Even the committee goes out of the way to be like, we're not going to bring up flag. It's kind of too traumatizing. So we're just going to cut that part out. And Mother Abigail, like, you know, she's super religious, but like, like, no, they don't form like a church. Like, there's no like guilty remnant from like the leftovers. There's nobody like, hmm. there's no new like cult following or whatever. It's just kind of just like, yeah, it happened, but you know, we're not going to really ask bigger questions right now. No, I think actually the show dealt with this one fairly elegantly with that one with that one scene where Stu and they're all trying to basically like, uh, you know, kind of make their wrap their heads around what's happened here uh, and what comes next. So, yeah, it's it's Mother Abigail really is the only one there. And and Flag, on the other hand, is being, you know, like an agent of the devil or anything like that is kind of uh, talked to in adjacent terms. Um, again, like as an agent or as a as a representative of. Uh, you know of hell but not again it doesn't really dive into super super religious things it is weird because I, I like i felt this was a great question because i don't know i think i think if i was getting prophetic dreams with the devil and and, and a woman claiming to be in contact with god i would start to get a little bit more religious than i currently am right like that would kind of wake me up a bit especially when it's the apocalypse and everyone's dead yeah and you get like a little bit bolder too i mean like bolder but like you know, if, if God is real, like you might, you're, you're going to make some serious changes to how you right. live your life. And maybe yeah. you'd be willing to, you know, like, look, there's a lot of martyrs like right after Jesus time, but like, yeah, I, I think you'd be a lot more willing to be like a holy warrior for, for, hmm. for your, for your cause. So I don't know. And do, do people like, like Corey, do people see flag as the devil? Like even his, even his dudes. I mean, even people that are in uh, in Vegas. I think. I mean, I think it's all more real than that, right? Like, again, I think that if you are either not from from a super religious background or whatever, that just like the the reality of it, the the terror that's in front of you is worse than anything in any book could ever be. And the way that mm. again that he's kind of described as having this like just this presence that is overwhelming to you even again like lloyd played at it this week where even like the mention of his name can really fuck with you he, he could be like a vampire you know like uh, like seeing a, like a real like a vampire like a in demon. real life wouldn't con yeah confirm your belief in god or oh. anything like that You'd be like, well that guy's a vampire you know so. i guess well put. i'd be a little freaked out well put no i'm not saying don't be freaked out definitely be freaked out but like it doesn't necessarily mean like god is real you know so. I think the moment that you see someone kind of break the laws of physics, I think it's no. It, well, who has like, seen him do that? This has no one else seen him levitate. 
That's like he a thing he just did. He was in his own room by himself, right? No, I'm saying in the book. Yeah, it's like uh, his his version of masturbating. He can only do it when, when <laughs> nobody else is around. As well, he chugs milk. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Uh, here is another question, uh, which is I even think this. I think this one's a little bit more fun. So we'll kind of end with a, like a funnier question before we do our last little thing here. Uh, what Vegas show do you think is still going on? Oh. So, so say one of the Vegas acts was still around. Which do you think it should be, or at least? What would the best show be, like, best show still be in Vegas? I got a short and sweet one. You ready for this? Yeah. Siegfried and Roy, the Tigers are still eating all the people. Oh, incredible. Too soon. No, Flag has the the Tigers. Yeah, no, they're Flag's Tigers now. But, I mean, again, you know what? That, That is your... That is your alternative to the fight pit, right? You got you got spectators in the high seats. You put some people down below, let the Tigers loose. Bam, nailed it. Done. Okay, for me, it's Cirque du Soleil, but, like, none of the actual, like, acrobats and gymnasts have survived. It's just, like, the people who crossed flag but, like, aren't, aren't didn't do it bad enough to get crucified. Like, they're now in that. So, like, walking, like, the high, you know, the higher, you know, the tight, what is it, tightrope? Yeah. The trapeze, whatever. They, <laughs> they have to do all that type of shit with no net. That's so amateurs. Like falling to their death. Yeah, they're doing like the swing thing where they're flipping off and trying to catch the, the next guy, falling off and dying. Like, it's just, it's it's like deadly Cirque du Soleil with just amateurs. So, uh, so I, <laughs> I, either of those yeah. options too would have been so much better than the bullshit pool that we saw in the last episode. Oh, this I, is, I would have taken either of these. <laughs> Mine is, <laughs> I did a, a weird deep dive on this. Uh, Carrot Top is like very popular in Vegas, like very very popular. His net worth is like seventy million. Okay, he has a show every single day in Vegas, and it's just prop comedy. So I'm picturing him like, like oh my, God. devastated on no sleep, constantly asked at random times by Flag to do like prop comedy with like horrible things, and he just like has to make these like ho- just make these like jokes, and he's like almost crying because he's so exhausted. I just picture Carrot Top. Now I did watch some of Carrot Top's like comedy. He's so self-deprecating that I kind of liked it. Like I kind of <laughs> like him. So I really hope he didn't survive Vegas. And he's just, he's killing it because he's been running that show for so long. Uh, so yeah, Carrot Top doing his prop comedy. Uh, maybe with like weird, terrible props that Flag gives him. Like, go make this funny. <laughs> it's like, that's terrible. Uh, that's what I got. Wow. Poor Carrot Top. All right. We have one more section here. Okay. Uh, this is a hard transition from our questions. Thank you again to our listeners. Uh, feel free to email us, uh, send us uh, some questions on Twitter too. We have one more thing this week, just a little uh, something we want to kind of bring back week by week uh, called the middle place. Matt, when you, when you came up with this idea, what, what was the middle place in your head? Uh, it was basically like right now we have two options in the show. It's uh, Boulder with Mother Abigail, you know, very ser- serious, good place. We have Vegas with flag, you know, it's like the, the, the den of evil. It's just like, what if there was like a third option? What if there was like a, another place, another person who was sending you prophetic messages that wasn't one of those two things? So it basically go from there. Yeah, just like okay. a guy like, hey, man, that seems like a lot. Like, all that seems like a lot. <laughs> all right, that's I, just I it. That's, saying, that's like, it, right, yeah. I get the good thing, I get the bad thing, but... Uh... <laughs> Oh, that's great. Uh, so, Cord, you want to start? What, what's your middle place? If you, and Matt, you kind of took this as like a person that's kind of with it, or or it could be a place. Cord, what were you thinking? Yeah, so I did place. I immediately thought of place. I was trying to think of like what could give you, what could give you the balance. And I think I figured it out. I think it's Albuquerque or like Santa Fe, New Mexico. Interesting. Why? One, 
You get snow in the winter, like Boulder. You get hot, hot summer times, desert, like Las Vegas. So very medium place oh, okay. in in its literal in its literal sense. <laughs> yeah, geez, literally, it's between them, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and it, it it is kind of like again, it's like the end of the Rocky Mountains. So like it is very medium. All right, like it, in many many ways. So I thought that was good. And also, it's just like it's kind of a weird place. I think you could live there after like the apocalypse. It seems pretty chill. Like there's lots of art and stuff like that. And that have Santa you been Fe. there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, huh? Okay. Yeah, I've been there. Um, so again, it just seems like a very, uh, very middle of the road choice um, for 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 our option here. I don't know. I love it. I love that it's quite literally some place that you yeah, can put very, in the middle. It's very middle. It's as middle My as I can get. My only problem is when that war starts. Like you're you're caught right there. Like it, it, the battle's gonna happen in Albuquerque. Hopefully not. I mean, that's 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 pretty far south. You just hope that they like oh, suck yeah, it up with the mountains. Yeah. Okay, I guess you're right. Yeah. They're all gonna come rolling through in their mopeds. Go ahead, Matt. What did you pick? <laughs> okay, like insane. Mine's definitely more of a vibe, and it's it's basically inspired by one person. If you know, you know. It's uh, Kunu. So if I say Kunu, now that's Paul from, Rudd's uh, character from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's like the serpent yeah. instructor guy. Yeah. He's the oh, okay, Mr. Monster Man. Yeah. He's a <laughs> get with kunu kunu is just like you know you're getting like you're sleeping you get these dreams mother abigail it's flag and then just a guy with a guitar playing some jack johnson like you know like we let let them deal society like theology like good person let them deal with that you come on down to jersey shore you got kunu down here the boogie boarding's great i got some soft pretzels we, we got the funnel cake machine going i even got a generator hooked up to the tilt a whirl we're gonna chill the fuck out on the beach let them decide that. I love that he doesn't surf. He uses a boogie board. <laughs> well, the, the, the waves aren't big enough. You know? No, they're not. They're not. No, they're not. Jersey Shore. To, to, uh, to but boogie but you're not accomplishing them. anything. That's the point. You want to stay oh, out of it. You're just living it out. You're just yeah, living your the life The world out. just ended. Everybody you know is dead. Come <laughs> hang out. Take a breather. Like take, right. take some time for you. Right. And then when they, when they figure it out out there, we'll just be like, we were with you the whole time. We were just taking our time to get there. All right, so I went in a very different way. I did also take something fictional, but I took a fictional place that we could go to. Okay. Um, and I tried to make sense of to why this place could exist. The whole explanation is nonsense, but I'm going to do it. Pawnee, Indiana from Parks and Recreation. <laughs> Let's okay? go. Uh, one, because Leslie is such an upbeat, positive human being that you know that like the world would get slightly fixed in Pawnee. Okay? That's one. Two, the reason for why everyone, because I'm having everyone in Pawnee survive, is that... The Sweetums factory has been creating a product that actually the chemicals in it are so bad for you that they protect you from Captain Trips. So everyone who lives there is currently alive all because I've eaten the Sweetums uh, products. Andy mentions this once, but they, of course, don't take it seriously because it's fucking Andy. So Pawnee, Indiana, to me, is a calm place. Okay, I feel like we could actually accomplish stuff and come back, but that's where I want to go. Somewhere nice. Pawnee's a nice place. Did we both just go Paul Rudd? Because Paul Rudd's Bobby Newport. He's oh, like shit, the, he is Bobby Newport. The, so we just own the Paul Sweetums Rudd. factory? <laughs> so we have dueling Paul Rudd. We have Pawnee Paul Rudd, and we have uh, Kunu Paul Rudd. This is unbelievable. All right, so, well, I mean, we know where your heads are, our heads are at. Yeah, and Paul Rudd's alive. Chris Traeger is dead because he never once had any of the Sweetums products because his body is a temple. Uh, that's where I went. Now, if I had to actually take like a, like a real place in the world, I went to Sydney, Australia once, and uh, the nicest people ever. Sydney was great. You're just going to fly a plane to Sydney? How you I'm going to I'm gonna sail. I'm, you're, I'm you're going to sail. sail. I'm going to sail. I'm going to take a boat. I'm going to take a boat. There's, there's, there's going to be someone out there who knows how to, knows how to use a boat. We're going to get on a boat. To go. Oh, look, all the big shipping vessels. Paul Rudd. I'll teach myself. 
Paul Rudd, yeah, he'll, he'll teach me. Paul Rudd will teach you how to sail. Yeah, and look, and for all of you saying that it, that's too good of a place to survive, don't forget the Pawnee also did have raccoons that attacked the all the all the people that lived around there. All right, the, there's massive pollution problems because of the Sweetums factory. You got, Perfect. You got Paunchburger messing stuff up. And everybody's. Mm. You know what? Okay, yeah. I, first, I was gonna say too good, but I think it's uh, I think it's pretty medium. And again, you can always go over to Eagleton and take all of their good stuff and bring it back to Pawnee, but still hey, maintain your hey, life in your community. That is the same town now. All right, there is a unification. All right, get that's it right. correct. They are they are part of the same place. That's right. All right, everyone. That's our first ever uh, listener question episode. If you guys want to send us more questions for next time, we want to hear you know your question read right here for us and answered by uh, myself and Matt and Corey. Uh, answered poorly, possibly. Uh, send us an email at thebroadcasterspodcast at gmail.com. Or hop on our Twitter at underscore broadcaster. Send us a message there. I'm Nick. I'm Matt. And I'm Corey. And we'll see you guys next week.